Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children and anarchists all, of all ages, welcome to the Dark Lord Reapers United States of Anarchy podcast. Who am I? I'm the man without a plan. The Dark Lord himself, Nightmare King, giving you unapologetic truth and hardcore facts. If you're looking for celebrity gossip, this is not the podcast for you. This podcast is for real topics, real situations, and for real people for us to spread knowledge, grow, and learn. And occasionally we have fun over here. Don't like what I have to say? It's very simple, people. I can sum it up in two words. Don't listen. Boycott my podcast. Boycott my social media. Boycott my music. Boycott my brand. Boycott anything that has my name attached to it. It's that simple. Guess who's back? Back again. Yes, I'm back. Tell a friend. <laughs> yeah, I'm back again, people. And I'm here to spread more awareness. Now, I wish I was coming on this podcast to have a little, have some fun, like I promised I would, and I will, but I wanted to address something real quick. So we're not going to talk about how Brett Favre stole millions. I'm sure you saw the title, so you know what I'm talking about. We're talking about Brett Favre, the legendary quarterback, turned welfare king thief. <laughs> we're going to break down everything that happened to that. Now, I know you guys expected me to talk about the controversy surrounding a one Kanye West. I'm not going to talk about it, and I'm going to explain why I'm not going to talk about it, too. So buckle up, hold on tight, and let's have some fun. And we're back. So we are talking about the scandal in Mississippi that has rocked the state to its core, surrounding one of its favorite sons football legend brett Favre, and the and the food stamp scandal but before we get into the issue at hand who is brett Favre? because a lot of people don't know who he is well i'm about to tell you he was a football he was born let me get into it. he was born october 10th 1969 and he played in the nfl for 20 seasons that's a long time. And he had 321 consecutive starting, starting player. Basically, he was a starting player consecutive, consecutively between 1992 and 2010. The most in le any league history. Most in league history, sorry. And he's obtained over 70,000 yards, 10,000 passes, and 6,000 completions and 500 touchdowns, 200 wins and victories over all over all 32 of the teams in the NFL. That's an impressive resume there, people. But he spent most of his career playing for the Green Bay Packers, a.k.a. the Cheeseheads. <laughs> but he's also played for other teams. He played in, in 91. He played for the Atlanta Falcons. In 2008, he played for the New York Jets, and from 2009 to 2010, he played for the Minnesota Vikings, but his longest stint was in Green Bay. He played there from 1992 to 2007. He's won Super, he's won Super Bowl, he won at Super Bowl um, 31. He's a three-time NFL MVP from 1995 to 1997. NFL Offensive Player of the Year in 1995. Three-time 
first team all pro 1995 to 1997 three-time second team all pro 2000 from 2001 2002 to 2007 he's also made it close to the pro world and he has a lot of accolades to his name in terms of athletics probably one of the most decorated athletes of all time he also he played college football of course he played at southern mississippi and was selected in the second round of the 1991 draft pick by the atlantic falcon he got traded to the packers and that's where his career would become cemented now he has a lot going on in his life he's even coached in high school he, he actually did high school coaching in 2012 he became an offensive coordinator for the Oak Grove High School. Favre won his first game as part of the Oak Grove coaching staff by scoring of 64-6 in December 2013. And he still serves as the offensive coordinator for Grove High School, won the Class 6 Mississippi High School State Championship in May of 2014. And it was announced that Favre would continue to help out Oak Grove would no longer be its offensive coordinator. Hmm. So there's a lot of things that Brett Favre has accomplished in Positive. Because I like to, I don't like to just tear down, tear down. Because this could be just one big old, could also be, you know, a big misunderstanding. So I gave you all the positive things about it. So when we come back, we're going to get into the, we're going to get into some of the more dirty deals. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. So in this segment, we are going to go over the various scandals that Brett Favre had had plaguing his career, his quote-unquote legendary career. Now, in advance, if you are offended, I meant it, because this is the unapologetic truth. Now, I normally don't get up here and want to tear people up, but when it comes to this situation, I got to make the exception, because the truth is the unapologetic truth. Now, this isn't being done maliciously this is to show people who the type of person this is that they're still holding in high regard now as you know i went over all his accolades and the things that he has accomplished and what he has done positive over the years right so let's get into some of the negative things his many violations of the nfl's personal conduct policies in 1996 this was very early in his career because he was drafted in 91 as i previously stated so five years into his career he was temporarily banned by the by the nfl for drinking alcohol after he admitted after he admitted he was addicted to vicodin that is serious people he spent 46 days at a drug rehab clinic before the start of the season his conduct was serious enough that he had potential deadly seizures. Now, even though he was a good player, according to this, the guy was pretty reckless. Now, don't get me wrong. Nobody's perfect. I know I'm not perfect. I'll never be perfect. But come on, guy. You work your entire life to play professionally. Maybe he was dealing with something serious. I mean, I'm not going to come down on anyone because of addiction because I know a lot of things can trigger addiction. 
but alcohol and Vicodin, that's a deadly combination. That man is lucky to still be alive. But moving on, let's get into his more serious allegations that he actually has control over. His sexting allegations and the investigation. Whew. So, yeah, in 2010, the NFL investigated Brett Favre for allegedly sexting and leaving inappropriate voice notes on the Jets game day host Jen um, Steger during the 2008 season. Uh-oh, spaghetti -o. Now, I'm surprised Me Too didn't say anything about him, but we'll get to that in my final thoughts. According to the NFL, forensics analyst Scalproof Farb sent the objectionable photographs to the young lady. Farb was found not to be in violation of the NFL's personal conduct problem, policy, but he was fined $50,000 for failing to cooperate with the investigation. So, hold up. Let me make sure I understand you, people at the NFL, and your hypocrisy. So you found him innocent of the conduct policy, of not violating the conduct and, and the sexting. You found him innocent, right? But you still find it, but you still taxed him $50,000 for not cooperating. But he was innocent, according to you. Because if I'm innocent of something, I shouldn't have to pay you anything. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Nina, something. That's all I gotta say about that. So let's moving up on to this part. The no-show speaking fees. On May 2020, an audit for Farbs in Farbs' home state of Mississippi alleged that the State Department of Human Resources. Human Services misspent $94 million intended for an at-need residence, including $1.1 million paid out to Farr's company for two speaking appearances that he didn't even make. The Mississippi auditor later announced that Farr intended to repay the money on October 12, 2021. Around this time last year, people. The Mississippi State Auditor notified Favre that he could face a civil lawsuit if he did not pay the state $828,000. Favre paid $6,000 in October 26 of 2021. The Mississippi State Auditor, Auditor said Favre still owed $228,000 and referred the matter to the State Attorney General office. Farb was questioned by the FBI over misappropriated funds. His lawyers had stated that Farb did not know the money was misappropriated from funds used to assist poor families and has not been charged with a crime in the matter. Hmm. Huh. So wait a minute, player. You doing charity work there, paying you to show up to speak at events. They paid you all this money and you didn't show up. Right? So according to this, they paid you $95 million total. And you only, you didn't show up, and you only returned 600000 of that money, huh? And you're not in handcuffs. But we're going to get more into that in my, um, when we get to my final thoughts. 
so stay tuned for that. When we come back, we're going to get into the meat and potatoes of the situation, of what we're really talking about here. His alleged involvement with stealing from food stamps office. And we're back. So in this segment, I wanted to get into the meat and potatoes of the situation, which is the Mississippi fraud that Brett Favre is allegedly involved with or played a part in. I'll let you be the judge, ladies and gentlemen. Basically, the former director of the Mississippi Department of Human Service, John Davis, entered a plea deal with the state and federal prosecutors for his involvement in a Mississippi welfare scam in which $70 million in welfare money was diverted to the rich. Hmm. According to my source, Davis is expected to fully cooperate with the investigation as they seek additional indictments. One of those recipients of the welfare money was none other than the Hall of Famer himself, Brett Favre. The, this month, the auditor revealed that 70 million, sorry people about that, 70 million in temporary assistance for the needy families, TANF welfare funds were dished out to, to, million, to a millionaire athlete, a professional wrestler, a horse farm, and a volleyball complex. So right there, people, the money was taken from people that needed because as sadly as it is stated, and I didn't think I'd ever be saying this, Mississippi is actually the poorest state in the union. 18.8% of its residents live at or below the poverty line. The state also boasts the highest child poverty rate with, with um, 28.9% of its under 18 population meeting federal poverty guidelines. Sadly, 33.8% of its state black population lives below the poverty line. Below the poverty line, sorry. The state's biggest city, Jackson, Mississippi, has been engulfed in a water crisis for decades. So these people are stealing from people who really need the help. When the 70 million in the fund, welfare funds, are taken away from the black families in need, the effects can be disastrous. The majority of Mississippi's welfare recipients are also black, sadly. According to the statistic outlet, black and brown people make up 59% of the Mississippi food stamps recipients. So, right there, people, we know the ramifications of this scam. We know the ramifications, but let's get into more of what's going on. What's going on here. So, Brett Favre allegedly says that he did not know, but according to the state, they have been making, making payments to him. And in a report, a second audit uncovered nearly $41 million in questioned costs for items such as travel and programs to support college athletes. 
The first audits, the first audit revealed in May of 2020 that Favre has received $1.1 million for speaking engagements if she did not appear. We already covered that. We already covered those, right? So, apparently, Favre does not, at the moment, Brett Favre does not face any criminal charges. But White said in Tuesday's statement that Favre and others who receive recipient funds will face civil charges if they do not repay the money in 30 days. So hold on. So did y'all hear me? Did did y'all hear what I just said a second ago? I'm going to save my rant for, I'm going to save this for the final, for my final thoughts. I'm going to save that part also for my final thoughts. So when we come back, I know a lot of you are wondering, why am I so gun-ho about Brett Favre and not talking about the recent co- controversy surrounding Kanye West? Well, I'm going to talk about that in my next segment. So this is going to break protocol of opinion versus opi- um, fact first, then opinion, But because I'm going to give you fact and opinion at the same time when it comes to Mr. West. So buckle up and hold on tight. And we're back. So in this segment, as I said previously, you guys want to know why I'm not talking about Kanye? You want to know why? I'm about to tell you. In advance, if you're offended, I meant it. So, you want to know why I'm not talking about Kanye and what he's got going on? For this simple fact, I washed my hands of him years ago when he made the statement of slavery was a choice and Harriet Tugman did not free the slaves. That was the last straw for me and him. The fact that, the fact that Kanye, before Kanye West was the face of anti-Semiticism, anti-Semitism, he was one of the hip hop faces of misogyny, anti-blackness, Trumpness, and slave denial. But y'all still gave him contracts, documentaries, endorsements, clothing deals, and millions that became billions. Shame. You see what I'm saying? You guys were still running behind him when he was still, when he was dogging black people. But when he became the face of anti-Semitism, now you want to mute him. Now you want to shut him down. Well, he did apologize today. He apologized to the Jewish community. That's all well and good. It's a fake apology because he realized that those billionaire bills were going to start piling up. But where's the apology to the black community for his disrespect? Now, for those of you who want to jump on a bandwagon and say what he said and want to look at it from his point of view about what he said about Harriet Tubman, I want you to measure, to Google the distance between Maryland and Pennsylvania on foot. And then I want you to picture yourself walking from Maryland to Pennsylvania. You have no GPS. You don't have a phone. You can't ask anyone for help. You can't read anything. 
and you're surrounded by enemies of all on all sides. And if you are found, you would be dragged back to the state of Maryland and killed. I want you to think about that. That's the person that he openly disrespected and tried to crap on her legacy. And last but not least, now he's hanging out with, guess who? Our favorite tap dancing Republican. No, 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 let me take that one back, but she is a tap dancer. Candace Owens. We go find a nice name for her, as I always do for people I don't like, so I don't have to disrespect them and go that low. Now he's spending his time with Auntie Ruckus. Yes, that's who we're going to call her, Auntie Ruckus. A woman that has said out of her mouth that she is going to stop at nothing to destroy black culture. You are aware that, woman, have you looked at yourself in the mirror lately? Hmm. And it's funny that people like her, she wants to go after the BLM organization and expose them for the alleged fraud. But she said she has said nothing about the Salvation Army and the Red Cross and their millions of dollars of fraud. She has nothing to say about Brett Favre and his fraud and the fraud scandal that he's involved in. Hmm. I guess because Brett Favre, just like herself, is a Trump supporter. Hmm. Selective outrage, wouldn't you agree? And now that Kanye, his house of cards is crumbling, she's nowhere to be found. Guess it was all about her plan because she did say she wanted to destroy black culture. And who is one of the biggest um who is one of the biggest figures in black culture? Kanye West. So I guess her mission was accomplished. So if you wanted to know why I wasn't talking about Kanye's controversy, there you go. So when we come back, we're gonna talk about um we're going to hear from some of we're going to hear from a prominent football player now turned sports analyst and what he had to say about Brett Favre stealing from the most poor um the most poor community in his state we're going to hear what he has to say and we're back so we are talking about the whole Brett Favre and many others stealing millions of dollars from the most from mississippi's most vulnerable and underprivileged and underserved so in the previous episode in the previous segment i briefly touched on why i'm not talking about Kanye. now that that's out of the way we can get into what one of his former colleagues had to say former nfl player shannon sharp here's what he had to say Nobody mentioned about text messages that he sent to that jet to suit. Nobody mentioned anything about the addiction that he suffered from. But yet, T.O., they brought up everything. Can you imagine if T.O. would have had an incident, incidents like Brett Favre off the field? T.O. still, to this day right now, would not be in the Hall of Fame. Yet, they walked right past it like Brett Favre did nothing. That is true. I give the, you that. The problem that I have with this situation, yep. you got to be a sorry mofo to steal from the lowest of the low. Skip, they... they Mississippi 
is the poorest state in our country. It's it citizens. So is that a poor state? Brad Favre is taken from the, 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 uh, uh, the underserved. You made a hundred plus million dollars in the NFL. And the talk about, he didn't know. This is what Brad Favre takes. If you were to pay me, is there any way the media can find out where it came from and how much? So if you gotta ask your, if you gotta ask this question, is there any way the media can find out? You already know you're doing something wrong. The mere fact that you don't want anybody to know, so you know you're doing something wrong. And Skip, he wanted to see so, so, so philanthropic, he wanted to change the perception of the narrative. He take money for some damn volleyball arena. Well, his, his daughter played so. So for you, oh, you see what Brad Favre did for his alma mater? No, he didn't get no money. Came out his pocket. He stole money from people that really needed that money. Yep. Man, this is this is embarrassing. And he's not the only one. Ted DiBiase, a former wrestler, even Marcus Dupree, a great running back at your old the school that you loved, that you loved growing up, Oklahoma. He got money. How can you got to be really low to take from the poorest of the poor? Brett, you ain't got enough money. Okay, Skip, listen. You don't. Okay, you know you're not supposed to have this. But how am I gonna give the damn speeches? They're paying you to give speeches, and you didn't even give the speeches. And now you won't even pay the money back. And they fired one of the guys that that, that say she tried to recoup the money. They fired him to about when he was a Clinton appointee. This was political. Yeah. Shouldn't you get the money back? Have nothing to do with politics. The man got the. And this is what we know. Scared when black and brown people do do fraud the government, they do it. They hell bent. Mm-hmm. You get an EBT card and you get wick and you get stuff like that for they move heaven and earth to try to put you in jail for four hundred little million dollars. Fact. Now this man done took a million dollars. Somebody got three million. Somebody got four hundred thousand. Yeah. And they sitting around like, well, well, you know it, it happened and we'll see. And they gonna get more money and do it all over again. And to your point, the Mississippi Department of Human Services had to file a civil lawsuit against Brett Favre because he had not paid back the interest he owed on the 1.1 million that he was fraudulently given right. for giving no speeches. Right. right, and he won't even pay the, the 1.1 back. He won't even pay the interest on the money. Right. What up? Thousand dollars. I mean, you got you, you got to be really low. Yeah. You got to be really low. And and, and people and, and, and pay attention and, and, and to Skip's reaction. You got to be really low too. To know that this money is supposed to go to the most underserved, and you take it and give it to people that's made millions or got millions or have the upper, the potential to make millions and you're willing to do that you're willing to let your people starve you let your people go underserved and Brett Favre you took this money ain't nothing good skill this is what we know yeah. if people like you there is nothing you can do to turn them against you mm-hmm. we've seen this before now we see what's going on right now we got people spending themselves becoming contortionists trying to explain away what somebody doing with Tom Secret <laughs> documents at their location they bend themselves to pretzel The one thing I'm pretty sure about is Brett Favre will not be seen in any more national TV commercials from this point forward. Why, why won't? Skip, they knew about this. He's still in Copper John. He's still throwing passes Jerry Wright. This will end that. <laughs> what up? <laughs> so we start with his career. And obviously, the great John Madden helped make Brett Favre's career. Because 
He loved it. He just loved it, and, and it gave John so much joy to watch Brett play with so much joy. Yeah. And, and we give him that. And yes. he was obviously a great football player. Yes. I thought he got away with near murder on the football field because he had the greenest light. He could just try about anything, but he had a huge arm, and he was pretty athletic, oh, yeah. especially in his younger days. He just did whatever the yeah. hell he felt like doing, and about 75% of the time, it worked. Yes. And your brother was there mm -hmm. in Green Bay. Yeah, three years Young, with him. Three years with Brett Favre. So he knows what the story was. Yes. And, and I don't think Brett was a bad guy in the locker room. No. But, but then we got all kinds of issues right. going on outside the locker right. room. Right. Okay. So, well, considering that he held the Patriots hostage. How many years did he held the Patriots? I mean, the Patriots. Uh, the yeah. Packers hostage. The Packers. Uh -oh. How many skills? Because isn't that, isn't that locker room behavior? Well, I'm not playing. I want to retire. I don't want to come to minicamp. I don't want to come to training camp. Trade me. Isn't, isn't, that, isn't that locker room behavior? Couldn't that be used against him? It was, yes, it is. Steve up at the very least. So now I go back to Jeff Perlman's book that he wrote a few years back on Brett Favre. And it was yesterday on Twitter. He just he unloaded, he unloaded on him and walked everything back. And if you don't know Jeff Perlman, he wrote the book on the Showtime Lakers that became the basis for winning time to HBO series. But he did do a book on Brett Favre. And as he said about the positive, he said, yeah, I, I talked about the football heroics, the overcoming obstacles, the practical joker. But yes, I also included in the book his grossness, his addictions and his treatment of women. But now after what he heard about this, he just concluded that Brett Favre is a bad guy. He doesn't deserve the icon treatment. He doesn't deserve acclaim, image rehabilitation, warm stories of gridiron glory. He says, now taking money that was designated to help poor people in his state yes. and funneling that money to help build a an expletive volleyball arena. Yeah. Again, it was because his daughter was the volleyball player at that point in Southern Mississippi. He said that is so grotesque, that is so monstrous, that he, Jeff Perlman, is done with Brett Favre. Well, so should everybody else be. Because this is just the worst. And it does tarnish his, his off-the-field legacy. You, you can't take away from what he did. He won MVPs. Yeah, he did that. Okay, he did that. We, we got that. Yeah. We, we got it. Two things can be true. In this case, for sure. But this is so egregious. This is so over the line that, as yet, he has not been criminally charged, nor has the ex-governor who he conspired with. Yeah. But something is going to come down from. They should. Yes. I mean, they, I mean, you do it. I mean, <laughs> you communicate through text about illegal activity. You already said, if you pay me, will the media find out about them? Yep. Skip. That's about as damning as it gets. Skip, you don't think I want to do something for my school, Savannah State? Mm -hmm. Hell, I would like to give them a $5 million, $10 million donation. But I'm not going to, I would not, I would not put myself to try to seem philanthropic or this great benefactor and to take from Georgia's poorest. They're a most undeserved. Why the hell would I do that? Now, it's probably going to be in my state. Yeah, when I'm, when I'm gone, yes, Savannah State, I'm going to leave money for Savannah State. But I ain't got it like that. And I'm not trying to be feeling wrong to try to show everybody I am. Well, I still, for one, I robbed Peter to pay Paul so people look at me. Man, look at what Shannon Sharp did. Bro, for a volleyball arena, $5 million to the, the you're the poorest state. Your people need help the most. And you do this, and then you're a million, 1.1 million in speeches. Who the hell are you going to talk to? Poor people don't want to hear no damn encouragement. They need, they need help. They need supplies. So what? You give them a pep talk? What the hell? 
give that's going to help the, the Mississippi's most underserved. That's going to do something for them. He ain't bringing no damn food. Mm. He ain't bringing water. He not bringing supplies. How did he help team pregnancy? What? And what boggles my mind is he made so much money in the NFL for so long. Yes. So much for so long that he comes across as incredibly miserly. Why couldn't he just give some of his savings? And he's, he's fully capable. He's got deep enough pockets at this point. He could have bought the, the volleyball. Yes. He could have paid the five yes. years, right? But it, because his daughter played there. He didn't have to do that. He didn't do nothing. The federal government gave that money, but they're quick to talk about, oh, black and brown people, they be stealing. And then we need to cut out some of this, this, this pork and all this. Stop it. Yep. The biggest criminals, the people that steal the most, look like that. Well, there you have it, people. You heard it right there from Shannon Sharp and Skip. Now, I'm also disappointed with the involvement. I mentioned it earlier. WWE Hall of Famer, the ironically million-dollar man Ted DiBiase's involvement. That's also disappointing because he was possibly one of my favorites. So I would like to, you know, hear what they got to say for themselves. But Shannon Sharp brought up some valid points and i wanted you to pay attention to the reaction behind skip his um reaction but when we come back we're gonna hear from the one person that we should be hearing from the man himself in question brett fawn and we're back so in this segment i know we said we'd be hearing from brett farb but we are going to, we actually got to obtain some of the text messages between him and one of the people involved, Mr. Nancy New. Just to show you now, if this doesn't get him in trouble, nothing will, because this is the proverbial smoking gun. He says in the text message, and I quote, if you were to pay me, is there any way the media can find out where it came from and how much? She replies, no, we never have that information publicized. I understand you're being uneasy about that, though. Let's see what happens on Monday with the conversation with some of the folks. With the folks at the Southern. Maybe it will click with them, hopefully. He replies, okay, thanks. She responds, oh, she says, wow, just got off the phone with Phil Bryant, the former governor and mayor who's also involved. He's on board with us. We will get this done. He says, off. He says, awesome. I needed to hear that from hear that for sure. So his denial of what's involved, of what happened. Here he is caught with the smoking gun, ladies and gentlemen. So, the billion dollar question is, why isn't he and all his other co-conspirators in handcuffs? I'm gonna tell you in my final thoughts, and it's gonna be a doozy, so you might wanna click, you might wanna tune in for that one. And we're back. So, ladies and gentlemen, here are my final thoughts. In advance, if you're offended, I meant it. I said what I said. So, 
shall we begin? Shall I post pallet proceed? Yes, indeed. First and foremost, all the parties that are involved in this situation should be ashamed of themselves and should be tarred and feathered. Shannon Sharp said it best. You gotta be the lowest form of life form to steal from people that are in need when you, in fact, are well off. You have to also, you have achieved the also coveted, also elusive American dream of financial freedom. You targeted, you stole from America's most financially challenged population in the country, Mississippi. Because I don't like to say the word poor, because the word poor is a mindset. And that's the mindset that you have, Brent Paul, because you're poor. You're poor in mind. Because if you were rich, you wouldn't have dared to touch that money. And the fact that you are from Mississippi, so you know the struggle of what those people are going through firsthand. For you to do that, shame on yourself. Shame on you. And also shame on you, Ted DiBiase, million dollar man. Shame on you. You made every Hall of Fame wrestler look bad being involved in this. But here's the thing though. Your name came up, your name is involved, but we don't have solid proof that you're involved. There's no paperwork, unlike Brett Favre. So I'll take it easy on you until more comes out. We'll see what happens, but you ain't off the hook yet, sir. Just know I'll be watching and you'll be hearing it. But Phil Bryan should be in prison. He deserves to be locked up. In fact, all the people who have proven to be locked up, be involved directly, deserve to be in handcuffs. Now, I don't, there's four things in life I don't wish on anyone. Sickness, homelessness, death, and prison. But in your cases, I make the exception. Because you took advantage of, you took advantage of funds that were preserved and reserved for people who really need it. And just like Shannon Sharp said, you're getting paid a million dollars to speak? Who the hell are you talking to? The Queen of England? I, I gotta know. I, I gotta know. Like, why? what makes you so special that you get paid that much money and you don't even show up? Convenient. And I love how your sex, your, your, your alleged sexing scandal just conveniently disappeared too. Could not, conveniently could not be traced back to you. Because it's strange that, to me, that you're found innocent of a crime, of a crime of that magnitude, right? Smoking gun is there, but, and you're found innocent. You're found innocent, but yet you had to pay fines. Still the same part. Hmm? I just find that strange. But here's the part that I want to point out to you people. This is what I want to point out. How come mainstream media isn't shining a light on it? The same way y'all shine the light on Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. The same way y'all shine the light, shine your light on defaming the name of Colin Kaepernick. Or the same way you shine your light and expose it, allegedly expose it, um, 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 BLM, 
for alleged fraud. And I'll talk about that in another episode. Oh, that's right, because all the people that I just named, all the things I just named are people you don't like. That's one thing Shannon Sharp mentioned. Because, and I noticed Skip was pretty quiet. He didn't have that same bravado talking about Brett Favre after being found him wrong. But let that have been someone he doesn't like. Let it be someone that the media has been groomed to hate. Grooms us to hate, like say, oh, I don't know, LeBron James or, or, or Serena Williams, because they love to drag her name for no good reason. Let her get involved in something like this. Or even better, America's public enemy number one, two, three, four, and five, Colin Kaepernick. Let his name have been come up in this. Oh, y'all would have a field day. But I love how it just gets swept under the rug. This guy can be involved in a million, million dollar fraud. And people just say, oh, oh well. But people that I know personally have $10 in the bank, more than they're quote unquote supposed to because they're getting public assistance. They try to lock him up. We want to throw him in jail. In fact, Brett Favre stole millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. Allegedly. I have to say allegedly. And not one, not him nor any of his cohorts, co-conspirators, are in handcuffs. But there was a woman in Maryland a couple of years ago. She was homeless. Had nowhere to live. And she got sentenced to two years in jail because she sent her, her she sent her child to a school outside of her school outside of his school zone she was using someone's address yeah in the state of Maryland they do that I'm from that way and that almost happened to me and my mom because I was going to school outside of the outside of my school zone but nobody said anything to my mom when she found out that I wasn't supposed to be there, I had to go within my living neighborhood. She pulled me out of the school. So that's accurate. But you see how the laws are backwards? I've proven this part. There was a movie, Sweeney Todd, the Dean and Bobby are Fleet Street, the Johnny Depp version, the musical, when he's singing his song, he said there are two types of people in this world. The one, the group that stays in this little place and the others with the foot in the other one's face. <laughs> I love that line because it speaks to reality. And this is a prime example of that. Because if it was someone that the media doesn't like and loves to trash, that person would have already been behind handcuffs. They'd have showed a thousand, they'd have never showed not one of them performing. Not one of them performing or doing what they're doing or with their family. They'd have made sure every picture they showed on the news was him, was either their mugshot or a video of them doing the perp walk or a video of them in court with the, with the jumpsuit. Gotta tell you something real quick. Beware of the media because they're full of dirty tricks. <laughs> I like that song. I'm going to start playing it on my podcast so you guys will get a kick out of it. But that's all I got to say. Those are my final thoughts. Tune into my next episodes. 
where we do my TV, movie, video game, toy, and food reviews, comic book reviews, as well as we are going to do a best of. We are going to go over the best of metal. We're going to go over the best metal albums, best metal singles. We're going to do all that, and we're going to have reoccurring guests. So until next time, people, Rage Against the Machine, always seek truth, have fun, stay sucker-free, stay snake-free, love, peace, and chicken grease, deuces.